0: I'm just trying to get everybody to cry today, man. I tell you, it could be rough in here, man. It's such a great day. I just... It, it, it was doing okay till I saw Travis pick up Addie out of the water and take her out of the bathroom. She's like, "Ooh, little lump, little lump. It's all good. Uh, but it's been, a I know in our family, it's been a little bit emotional. I, I don't cry very easily, and I haven't had a gush yet. But my wife has had what she likes to call ugly cries. Uh, she's had several of those. I think she's dried up a little bit, which is probably probably for the best today. But, man, as I have experienced just sitting in worship today, I love it, man. I think this is just a little piece of heaven on earth earth, all the generations together in one place, worshiping, singing God's praises, opening up His Word together. Uh, last week, we began this new series called One Generation Away in anticipation of the fact that last week was Mother's Day. Today is what we call Family Day. Uh, next week will be our last week in the series, and that's Memorial Weekend. And man, God has something to teach us about the generations. And the biggest thing I want you to remember today, I want you to walk out of here saying, man, I worship with all the generations today, all of them, right here in this room, Five generations from, from the builder generation all the way to generation Z. You got the millennials, the Xers, the boomers, all of us in here in this room together worshiping. And that is so, so, so important because last week we, we kind of created, talked about creating a legacy of faith that we can pass down. And I think that's what we think about when we think about the multiple generations. I mean, we've got we've to create a legacy. We've got to pass it down. We've got to pass all the good things down. But today, on Family Day, as we've seen uh, parents and children stand before you, we've seen our graduates lined up before you, God speaks also about passing our faith up as well. And I want to share with you, a passage of scripture that, that explains that in just a moment. But before we do that, when we worked together last week, we talked about how common one of the key issues that sort of we we struggle against and we fight against is that every generation tends to push against the generation before it and maybe that's a little bit too negative but the, but the bottom line is is we just tend to like that's how mom and dad did it this is how I will do it that's how that generation did it this is how I do it we don't even necessarily do that i don't think necessarily intentionally sometimes yes i just think it's the nature of how things work that the next generation has different perspectives, different takes on things, and they compensate for things differently because of how it was for their home growing up, what they saw the generation above. And plus, it's a completely different culture and society and environment that the next generation enters into, very different than the one that I entered into. And because of that, a lot of things are different. A lot of things are different. But in addition to that, to compound the issue, not only does a next generation tend to go against or not, not not push against, just kind of do things differently, in the same vein, every generation struggles getting the next generation. Boy, so that's a double whammy, right? Like, like I, I'm gonna do things differently. I see things differently. On top of that, as I see you doing it differently. I don't know what you're doing. What is wrong with you? You know, what? I do not get that. I do not get that. And, and that's, that's the, the struggle that we have. And probably the biggest thing that God is teaching me is that I need to be taught by younger generation, that I have a lot to learn from another generation. I know last week we spent a little time having fun with how even lingo is different from generation to generation to generation. Uh, I was having a flashback of thinking about with Cam graduating and I was preparing for this message and I thought, yeah, how has how that played out? What have, what have I learned from even my own children? And, and I thought about the lingo issue and I remember when I started hearing these two words being used and I had no idea what they meant. And the one thing I've learned Uh, Voice of experience here when you hear something used a word that you don't know Don't just start using it figure it out first ask somebody what that means All right, because I've made that mistake before well. I kept hearing people saying on fleek and I was like What's a fleek? I don't know Uh, and it seems like it's a cool thing to say and And it and I don't know what it means and I remember asking you cam I said what is on fleek? And he says, it's basically on point. So if you say something is on fleek, it's like saying it's on point. And the first thing that came to my mind, and I'll never forget it, and I bit my tongue, I was like, so why not just say on point? Because that's not very much harder than saying on fleek but that's just the difference it's a different generation different lingo and so I think this service has been very on fleek today I just want to say that and lit as well and it's been the bee's knees as well I mean it's been all that it's been all that so I've learned that, but I've learned so, so much more. I'm super proud of my kids, and my daughter Molly is about to be a junior in college, and she's going to University of Louisville, and Cameron graduating just this past Friday, and he's gonna be going to Cincinnati Christian University. And I thought about what I have learned from my kids, what I've learned. I, I look at uh, my kids, and I think one of the biggest things I have learned from them is to be authentic. If there's one thing I'm learning from our millennial generation and Generation Z is is they have a big radar for phoniness, man. They just want you to be real. They want authenticity. And I I think Cameron, I've seen that something that he demands, he puts as a high priority. And I thought, no, man, that is true. Sometimes we play the game of church and we play the game uh, of making a difference in the world, but it, it ends up being not really that authentic. And I've learned that from this generation. A few other things I've learned is is to to not major on the unimportant stuff because there are some big issues out there that are way more important. I've learned don't judge, but also don't stand down from your convictions too because that would be not authentic. I'm learning from a new generation to, to, to manage both those tensions. I love this. This is what I've really learned. And I've heard Cameron talk about having a heart uh, for a different culture and and a different area than even what we've lived in here in suburban part of King County. But that we need to take the gospel to the hard places in new ways. If we can't settle for just doing the same thing we've always done and expecting things to change, that if we're really going to make a difference in the world, if we're going to reach the lost, We won't really see people transformed by the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. That we have to take this good news of Jesus and and, and put it in a different vehicle to take it to a different place than where it has before. And I'm learning that from a new generation. So I want to read to you a passage uh, here that, that I think has really helped me to understand that this is a priority from God himself. Let me read to you 1 Timothy, beginning in in chapter 4, beginning in verse 12. It says, Let no one despise you for your youth. Don't let anybody look down on you because you're young. But set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching, do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things. Immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by so doing, you will save both yourself and your hearers. I mean, he's, that, all those verses about setting an example, living out an example, that you're making a difference no matter what your age, just by modeling, just by being authentic, living out your faith, being pure in conduct and in speech. But then he goes on to say this in, in, in chapter 5, the first two verses, and he's talking, Paul is writing this to Timothy, a young Uh, upcoming minister that he had mentored, that he had invested his life in. In many ways, he was his spiritual son. And he says this, Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father, younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters, in all purity. And, man, when I read that, I believe that God is revealing to me the key to really unifying our generations. we got these gaps. And I know last week we talked about how, yeah, our lingo is different, but if there's one language that we all speak, if there's one thing that is transgenerational, it's, it's love. It's the language of love. If we really love each other, we really care for the generation above us and below us in age. If we really do that, it's going to, it's going to cause us to unify. But today I want to give you something a little extra. If there is one thing that kind of builds that bridge between the generations makes those connections it's the word respect respect is what builds those bridges between the generations it connects all the generations and I love that that word picture of guess what when you're talking to someone older than you talk to them as if they were a father or a mother you talk to someone who is younger than you talk to them as you would they were a younger sibling That respect, that humility, that says, "You know what? We got to get past the angst between the generations." And I know it's a struggle because I hear these conversations so much, and even I've said some of these things in my own life. As I speak to my generation older, you—you who are Generation Xers, all the way up to Builders. The one thing we really just need to, to, to kind of calm down in our spirit and to kind of loosen our grip on is this idea that, man, they're just, they're just changing everything, and it's just too different than what I'm used to. Or it's just too different, and I, don't, I just don't get it, and so therefore we just check out. Don't check out. Instead, lean in. Instead, respect. Okay, that's different. But maybe i got something to learn. If I could give you two words to think of my generation and older, think of these words, respect and expect. Respect them as you would a younger sibling and talk to them as you would in that way. But also expect them to do great things for God because, friends, I'm here to tell you, I do. I see it, man. When I'm learning, when I'm seeing knowing some of the young people that stood before you and seeing some of them up here leading on the platform, man, I expect God to do great things in them and through them. If you don't respect them, if you don't expect it, then you're out of the game completely anyway. Not even a part of that. Now, to my millennials and Generation Z, I will tell you this. I know sometimes it looks like that we are completely disconnected from reality and we kind of are sometimes (laughs) because I don't know what it's like to have lived in the world that you have lived in to from the get-go have these things called cell phones and tablets right there with the entire information of the planet right at your fingertips that are really portals where anyone in the world can actually engage you to to not to go to school and, and actually think that man That people actually walk into these places with assault weapons and kill people. Things that I didn't think about when I was your age. That that's the world in which you live. So yes, because of that, in many ways, we are disconnected sometimes from reality and don't always understand. But we do have something that you need. We have BTDT. Been there, done that. And I tell you this, I told this to my, my bride the other, it's probably been a while back actually, but if there's one thing that I've come to the point where I crave that makes me just feel like a million bucks is when someone from a younger generation says, can I get your advice on something? Can, can I get your input on something? It, it, it just melts me because I'm like, oh, I, I desire and crave so badly, I want that. And you know what I'm learning? I'm learning that the younger generation says, I want to know your story. Tell me about your faith story. Tell me how you came to faith. Tell me what went on in your life. Tell me your background. I'm telling you, you're not, you may not be seeing it, but it's right there in front of us, the bridge to connect the generations. And I'm here to tell you, I think it's the big missing thing. If you're frustrated with the condition of the culture in the world and you're wondering how can we make a difference? How can we say real transformation and real change? You know what I think one of the secret weapons is? Is we're trying to shackle the gospel to one generation when God is saying, I got 5 generations right here around you. Will you team up? Team up. Join hands together. Join hearts together. Respect one another. Learn from one another. And let's change this culture for the good with the gospel of Jesus Christ, with the power of his Holy Spirit. Let's do that together, will you? Let's do it together. Will you pray with me? Father, thank you for teaching us today that you have a plan to join us together to change Northern Kentucky for you from the little ones who are dedicated before you by their parents today, to the graduates who've reached this great milestone, and even to us old fogies with tears in our eyes watching it all happen. Father, I pray that you would help us to lay down the obstacles in our way, and let's build a bridge of respect and love and humility. Father, help us to take whatever next step we need to take with you this morning. Use us for your glory. In Christ's name I pray, amen.